to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Nomad's Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Twitter or Instagram, follow me at Strict Anonymous. I'm going to get right to it today because this is a bonus episode. I've been sitting on this episode for a long time. Um, and then when I went in and edited it, I thought, oh, you know, this was going to be a podcast just for my Patreon members. But it became so much more than uh, about a guy who was into pantyhose. Tracy, that's his female name, Tracy is into pantyhose, but he's also into cross-dressing and he's looking to transition and he's married and he's bi and he secretly hooks up with guys and people know that he cross-dresses. But like I said, he has this whole thing where he's really looking to transition. And I thought, you know, this is such an important topic. I thought his story had so many different aspects to it that so many different people are going to be able to relate. I felt like I needed to post it here on my main channel so thousands and hundreds and thousands of people can listen to it so anyway i'm gonna be right back on with tracy this is the strictly anonymous podcast hey tracy welcome to the strictly anonymous podcast how are you today i am good how are you I'm doing good. Let's discuss your story. You have a huge pantyhose fetish. So why don't we start off when you first realized you had a pantyhose fetish? Yeah, I can um, remember as far back as age five. Um, it's interesting to hear people, you know, at age five, I guess that's when my son will start remembering things. So what do you remember from age five? Well, we lived in a house down the street from where I um, actually grew up at. And, um, I was, um, you know, I had one younger brother at the time. My youngest brother wasn't born yet. And, you know, I must've went into my mother's bedroom, my, or my parents' bedroom and grabbed hers and put them on and, you know, just kind of didn't know, obviously didn't know what it was or what to do at age five. And then, um, a little while after we moved down the street and then, um, so as I was getting into kindergarten, first grade, you know, it just kind of started picking up more, you know, and of course at that age, you know, you have no idea and you feel weird doing it or thinking it's not normal and then, but yet the urge was always there. So as whenever I was alone or knew I could sneak him in back to my bedroom, you know, I would put him on and wear him and thought, hey, this is pretty good here. All right. Did you ever get caught? Um, I got caught a couple times. Um, probably the one big one I tried to tell my mother when I was in junior high. Oh, wow. Because now you're older, right? And what does she do? Like, how did she catch you? Were you wearing them or she caught them like a pair in your room? Um, I think I had a pair in my room. I know I had shoes in her shoes of hers in my room from time to time she oh no 
Yeah, I had heels hidden there a couple times. Oh, my gosh. It's like they didn't walk in there by themselves. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, right. So it's, uh, but, but yeah, when I was, yeah, I was 13 and, you know, we were kind of talking and whatever. And I kind of brought up, you know, I'd like to wear your clothes. And she said, well, yeah, we want to try them on. And so I went and got completely dressed up and in a dress and pantyhose and panties, heels, bra, and shoulder, and she kind of gave me a neutral reaction, and then I, the next day, I I told her, I just said, you know, I really enjoyed it, and then she pretty much went off on me. Oh, interesting, because I was thinking when you were saying that story, I was like, wow, that's super cool of her. It's actually really pretty honest and upfront of you at such a young age to, you know, put that out there, kind of brave, right? And then she was very open at first, so you told her, and then what did she, how did she flip out? What did she say? Um, She just said that, you know, she didn't like it, didn't think it was right, you know, she take you to the doctor to see what's wrong with you. Of course, right. Very common of that so, generation. So I just, uh, back in the closet I went, and and um, I've never really talked about it with her since. You know, it's kind of one of those don't ask, don't tell type of deals because she's never really said anything since. And, you know, and up through my teens, you know, of course, I continued to wear her clothes and pantyhose especially, and there was, I can remember this one time, she had bought a new pair, and I had worn them so many times before she actually wore them that they were pretty well ripped out before she finally put them on herself. And was so she I don't pissed? Know, she figured out it. Well, yeah, I mean, she, I don't think she knew what happened. She might have had a hunch or just thought she had a, bought a bad pair. You know, it missed quality check, and they got through, you know, but she didn't, you know, say anything to me. Right. But I was just kind of chuckling in my head and scared at the same time when when she finally opened the package herself. Right, I can imagine. Oh, my God. But, you know, listen, that generation, how old are you, by the way, Tracy? I'm 47. 47. So, like, my, you know, my parents are probably around the same age as yours, or I don't know. But, like, you know, that generation, they just really like to sweep things under the rug. So, I'm sure your mother, like, you know, imagined that it was anything but the fact that you were wearing them and ripped them, you know, (laughs) just to keep herself sane. She just didn't want to swallow the fact that her son was a cross-dresser, or I don't know how you label yourself, right? Yeah, I'm um, definitely a cross-dresser. I'm probably even more transgender now. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see myself at some point finally transitioning to a female full-time. Oh, wow. Now, wait, let me ask you a question. Are you married? Yes, I am. Now, how much does your wife know? She knows the majority of it. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, when I pretty much came out in my 20s to a lot of friends and whatever, and I made the decision then to whoever, because I'm bisexual too, and I've been with men and yeah. so forth, but, you know, I made the determination that I was not going to hold back from whoever I was with. Yeah, I love that. And you were like that as a very young kid, because I feel like that same part of you that told your mother at 13, like, hey, can I wear your clothes? Is that is that part of you, right? You're just like, you're like who you are, and you, you're not going to... Yep. Yeah, that's great. 
And um, so, yeah, I, I told my now wife on her first date um, about me, about being a cross-dresser, pantyhose fetish, and and she was fine with it, and I wear pantyhose with her now. Love it. And, That's um, great. You know, I wish she was a little more open, but, you know, it's not something I absolutely have to hide. You know, I've, you know, of course, listened to other podcasts, other guests you've had, you know, in summer, way in the closet. And, but, you know, I'm pretty much out. I mean, I wish she was a little more accepting of my bisexual side, but, but at least I can wear pantyhose and dress up in front of her. Mm-hmm. How is she not accepting of your bisexual side? Like, what do you want her? To, how do you want her to be more accepting of it? Um, probably just acknowledge it for one, because she's pretty open. If you're gay or straight, mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's got gay friends from high school that she knew before we met, and. But she she basically thinks it is gay or straight. She really does acknowledge that people are bisexual. Right. It's a lot easier to uh, just think of like black and white, right? I, it's all the colors in between that can, is very confusing for people, you know? So I think it's, you know, the average person would be much happier if they if those two things were the only things that existed, right? Because it's easy to put people in those two boxes. Right. And, um, so yeah, so that kind of that part and, you know, and obviously I still have feelings for men, uh, too, and especially if they're wearing pantyhose. I mean, that's kind of the trigger, of course. Oh, then you're going to love my pantyhose Patreon. If you're not a Patreon member or if you are, go, go look at those pictures. You're going to love it. Um, so wait, so she knows that you've been with guys. Have you ever been with guys while you've been with her? I mean, you've been with her a long time. So like, you know. Yeah, we've been married almost 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, the first couple of years we were married, yes, I was with guys on the side. On the um, down low, she didn't know? Uh, uh, right. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been with one probably in over 10 years. Um, but I have been talking to this one guy close by to me for a couple of years now. We've met one time in person and didn't do anything, but, but we probably will at some point mm-hmm. because he's, um, he's gay himself and he said he would wear pantyhose with me. And, um, so at some point we'll probably hook up. And Let me ask you this because you, you know, you did some stuff behind your wife's back for a, a little while and then you took a 10 year break. Like what, what changed? Did you feel guilty? Did something happen with her? Like why, why the 10 year gap and why now do you feel like you're going to maybe stray again? Um, I think, uh, Kind of all the above, too. A little bit guilt. Um, a little bit didn't have the time. Um, a little bit just, you know, our first daughter was born at that point and only, I think, two or three. And then we've had one more since then. So, you know, just life in general gets in the way. And Right. Okay. So it coincided kind of with when your children were born. So you were just became, like, busy and focused elsewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. 
Now, have you, has she ever, like you say, she doesn't, you would wish she would sort of accept it. Is it that like if you ever bring it up or anything, she just wants to not talk about it? Does she know that you're talking to this guy on the side? Do you ever ask her like to, for the okay to be with guys? I mean, how far into guys does she think you are? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, I guess we haven't really talked about it since. Mm-hmm. I mean, she knows I chat with people online, both men and women, not necessarily uh, about what or where they're from, but she knows I chat about LGBT issues with them, and so it's it's kind of a weird deal, you know. We everyone this day and age has their own phones, and you always think about that: should I look on the spouse's phone or should I not? And it's kind of one of those two you know we never look on each other's phones so i guess if she's doing something i don't care but i don't think she is and kind of same with me she doesn't really look but she knows i chat with you know people in the community and and she's got to have her hunch i guess and maybe some at some point i will bring it up a little more that hey would you be okay but she's always given the hint too that no she's not doesn't want to open the marriage, but I guess never say never. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're really sort of close to that as far as, I mean, you're pretty open with each other, right? But opening the marriage is not something that you guys have discussed, but you feel like she's given you the hint that it's a big fat no. But I feel like, you know, uh, if anyone might be okay with it, I mean, you know, it's your wife, you know, there might be a window of opportunity there because she does know everything, right? Except the fact that you want to, you know, cross that line. You guys have been together for a really long time. Maybe she would be okay to, you know, let you go there. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those never say never. I mean, it's like, you know, we only live one life and it's like, I, um, there's things I want to do, you know, with guys, uh, with pretty much anybody that wears pantyhose. I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's kind of where my kicks are and it's like, you know what, I'm don't want to be boxed in and I want to, you know, I'm, I'm probably way more liberal socially than I've ever been. And it's just like, you know, you gotta be happy. And it's like, it's, I feel like I've been boxed in or have to hide it you know, long enough. So, and, and judging by what you see online and obviously hearing your podcast, there's a lot of us posers out there. Yeah. And you have one you know, kind of close to you, right? This guy that you're talking to, he's a hoser, right? And he, he happens to be gay. Yep. Yeah. He's within two hours, two hour drive of me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm assuming so, your wife doesn't know that these online relationships that you have with these people is sexual right i mean does she just think you're kind of talking to them about issues and stuff or does she know it's maybe it's sexual yeah no and that's kind of the one thing i would probably say to her at some point i mean she i think she just thinks general lgbt issues or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. i mean doesn't doesn't really know that they're sexual in nature and yeah so that's kind of where you know, I either talk at night on the phone or, you know, at work, work's pretty easy where I can, you know, phone's always by me. So I kind of chat throughout the day with, 
with the different friends I have online. Right. And then this one guy, how long you been talking to him? Uh, about two years now. Oh, okay. So you and so you're getting close to the point where you'd like to be with him. I mean, it has been a long time. Do you feel like you want to do that with your wife's permission? Is that what you're waiting for? You know, it would be nice, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to wait for it either. Right. You know, so it's like you know, if we hook up and she doesn't know, or I haven't told her, then I guess so be it. And I, I suppose that's where a little bit of the guilt does figure in but you know what i'm not going to hold back either so right now how far so, like does your wife fulfill some of these fantasies for you does she wear hose with the for you and like when you're having sex is she cool with you being dressed up she doesn't wear pantyhose real often herself mm -hmm. um she has a couple times but that was way early in her relationship and marriage and um i wear pantyhose every time during sex right and she's cool with that yes she is that's great okay that's cool and uh, and, that, and that took a little bit too because you know because she was like nervous you know are you in love with me or are you in love with the pantyhose and yeah i've heard like, that a yes. lot of times Mm -hmm. And um, and I I, I kind of look at it for better or worse, pantyhose is my Viagra. Right. Yeah. There's you a, know, yeah. and it's so it's that's um, a good analysis. So I, yeah. And I'm just I'm just one of those that just maybe I'm not as don't like sex as much as other people. You know, and the pantyhose is the trigger. You know, if it's on a male or on a female. It, cross-dresser, whoever I'm with, and you know, I've just basically told her it's pantyhose or nothing, and and yeah, and she's gotten to enjoy it, I mean, so it, she likes the, obviously, the silky feeling I have when I'm on her, and we're having sex, and so it's, um, so I appreciate that, that it's come that far with her. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, you know, it's a same part of you that's helped you your whole life and being just upfront and honest so you're kind of like this is who I am and take it or leave it you're not going to you know you make no apologies you're kind of like this is what I need for sex so either we have sex and I have my pantyhose on or I'm not getting it up <laughs> all right right exactly and let me ask you this about guys right let's go back a little bit um, when did you realize that you were bi and when did you start hooking up with guys Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Um, goes back to age 12, 
when I um, first told my best friend that I am a cross-dresser and um, kind of brought it out nonchalantly that, you know, hey, I like to wear women's clothes, and pantyhose, and, and I got him talked into wearing with me. And we did that for about a year and a half, and then actually when we were 14, he made the first move on me that he wanted to be, wanted to make out, and we did. Um, actually, he, stayed, he spent the night with me because he just lived right across the street from me. Mm-hmm. So he spent the night, and um, we both both had pantyhose on, and you know, sucked each other off and kissed and, and, uh, you know, kind of slept on the floor together. And that was my first time with the guy. And then, um, kind of over the years after it, usually once, once or twice a year, you know, we would fully make out. And, and um, and then he kind of got to be more into panties was mm-hmm. his fetish then. And, you know, mine was always pantyhose, but, um, you know, we just sit and hang out or dress up. And, but, um, so yeah, he made the first move. And so I quote unquote blame him. <laughs> right. So every, you know, so how many years, like how old were you guys when you stopped hooking up? I mean, did you hook up from like 14 to 17 or like, you know, how, how long did that kind of last? Um, that actually lasted until we were 26. Oh, wow. So were you married at that time? No. Was no, he I at was, all? I was still... Um, he had a girlfriend and a child that was about age two. Mm-hmm. I was born in the late 90s. So, so yeah, we... Um, so even... And, and she knew his... They, they never married, but they had a child and dated for a while. And, and she knew about me or told her... I told her myself and she was fine, but... I don't think she knew that we had hooked up at all or did for a little bit after they they were together. Right. So you guys hooked up for a long time and it would be like once or twice a year you guys would get together. Now, did you, I know you said like you guys gave each other head, right? Did you guys ever go all the way and were you a top or a bottom? How does it work with two crossdressers? Because I think a lot of times the crossdresser is the female, right? So maybe you you tend to want to be the bottom because you want the more feminine role. But like, how did it work out with you guys? Yeah, um, you know, he was kind of surprising. He was probably more the feminine role because I probably sucked him off more than he ever sucked me off. Right, uh-huh. You know, but, uh, you, you know, I'd literally suck his dick or jack him off or, you know, and then he would do the same for me, too. Um, we, ne- we never did anal. He, he kind of hinted at it once or twice. He wouldn't mind trying, but we never did go that far and how come was it you that was hesitant to try to go there like is that something that you're not into yeah i mean i was you know obviously the 80s you know aids was pretty rampant and i was kind of in tune to that so i was really scared that Mm -hmm. okay we tried anal you know okay what about aids and so forth and that that was definitely one reason why and two um it doesn't really interest me mm-hmm. you know because even with the guy i telling you earlier that we're going to hook up and 
he's not interested in anal either. Right. So it, it just doesn't trip my trigger, I guess, like probably like it would for some other people. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay, so that's like, I mean, you like giving and receiving head more so, right? That's what you're into? It, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, giving and receiving head with a guy and certainly kissing a guy and cuddling with him and just kind of generally making out, I guess, and, you know, rubbing against each other and. Now, let me ask you this, because I, I and I'm, I kind of think I know the answer. Is it that you only want to be with guys when you're Tracy? I mean, do you ever feel the desire to be with a guy when you're a guy? And I know that you're transitioning to a place where you feel like you want to, you really are just Tracy, right? I mean, is that what the case is? So maybe it doesn't even, that's not even a good question now, because you're most of the time Tracy. I don't know. No, I'm most of the time my male self. I mean, if you saw me on the street, you wouldn't have any idea that I'm a cross-dresser. Right. Now, when you're, though, when you're uh, the guy on the street, right, are you attracted to guys? Because I've heard this thing, and the, the only reason why I understand this stuff now is because I do my show and I talk to people and they really explain it, right? Whereas there's a lot of guys out there where they're like, you know, I'm I'm into guys, but not when I'm a guy, like only when I'm dressed up and in my female role, right? Um, is that the case with you? Or are you into guys as well when you're walking around as your guy self? Um, probably more so when I am dressed up as Tracy. Mm-hmm. But there is a little bit of me that, yeah, if I'm just plain drab as a guy, still find guys attractive. Right. Now, what does it look like? Because you did also, I mean, there's a lot going on here, right? And we're kind of going all over the place, but there's so many different parts of your story I want to get, you know, go into. The whole, I mean, you did Mm -hmm. mention early on that there's a part of you that feels like you would like to transition, right? You're transgender. Um, Now, have you discussed that with your wife? And when did you first realize that you felt like you were female? Yeah, it's, um, I've kind of made subtle hints to her, and um, she's kind of given a neutral reaction. Um, I think once the kids are older and or out of the house, um, I think she probably would be a little more receptive to it as far as dressing up full-time or going on hormones. Um, to when I first realized it, um, I'll, I guess I'll kind of go way back to, yeah. uh, well, junior high. I still remember this last day of my seventh grade year. So I'm sitting there in the library, and um, there's these science books. And um, so I grab one, you know, kind of sex in general or kind of the anatomy of a male and a female. And for a 13-year-old, like, oh, darn, you know, hitting puberty and all that and and I get to the page um, where it talks about a sex change. And I'm like, gee, what's this? Mm-hmm. So I, I read it a little bit and yada, yada, and talks about, you know, it's, it's kind of one of the first things in print that I ever saw about cross-dressing and uh, I guess at that time transsexuals. Now it's more transgender. But um, so I'm reading this. I'm like, oh, my God. 
you know, and I literally like freak out. Mm-hmm. It's like they they can really do this, you know, male to female, female to male, and kind of shows what it does. And like, so I really that's the first time I learned about that. Okay, you could live as a female, right? And um, and I really didn't have it then. You know, it's I always thought, okay, I'm just a cross dresser, whatever, and. I would say it's probably been within the last five to seven years where I literally looked in, looked at myself in the mirror and say, said and felt that, no, I'm more transgender and at some point could see myself transitioning all the way. Mm-hmm. Fascinating, right? And but you could, you could really yeah. tie it into that, you know, planting that seed all the way back to when you were in seventh grade, right? That's when that seed was planted. Right. Yeah. Knowing that it was possible and, um, and kind of the two movies that always stick out in my youth and early adult is, um, Tootsie. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. And Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh Uh-huh. And just see, you know, Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams and, and that, um, especially Tootsie because what I was only eight or nine when that came out. And just like, wow, you know, that really hit something. And then I I was, what, 18 or 19 when uh, Mrs. Doubtfire came out. So a little little older to understand everything, but still it hit a nerve that say, okay, this is possible. Yeah, that's so interesting because I feel like, you know, so many people out there, including me, you know, watched that movie and got one thing out of it, right? And never did I realize that there is probably a whole group of people, people like you, who got something else out of it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like, no, I, you know, you watch it, and yeah, what I get out of it, it's like, okay, you can live as a woman. You don't necessarily have to go through the hormones and all that. You know, you can just simply wear the clothes and dress up as one and, or just do it for fun or... Right, you know, I mean, I never would have... Yeah, I would never would have put that together. I wonder what the story is, like the person that wrote those movies or, you know, if there was something going on there, you know, because they were putting that out there and, you know, that, that message was hitting home to somebody like you, whereas, like I said, the majority of people probably never really even thought that that, was, that message was in that movie, Right, right. Yeah, I, I'm sure, you know, I, I'm sure there's other cross-dressers out there, too, that thought that thought the same thing as me, but yet most of the, say, the straight people know they wouldn't have seen that at all or that they wouldn't have seen the movie like that. Yeah, no, not at all. But like I said, I wonder if the person who wrote it, right, or directed it or picked oh, it up as a project, you know, had that in them or, you know. Yeah, that that would be kind of curious to know. Yeah, right? I think so, yeah, for sure. With, with, with them writing it, yeah, if that was their intent. Right, if that was something that was on the table for them and that was, and they were putting it out there on, on some level, right, but, so that people like you would get it, but the majority of people didn't. I don't know. You know, we, it, it's interesting. If anyone knows that's listening to it, let me know in comments below. Right? Right. So now, have you brought up to your wife, like, how much about the transitioning does she know? A possible transitioning. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
a little bit, not much, because um, I. Because I make subtle digs from time to time, you know, would you call me Tracy when yeah. it's just you and I? Yeah. And she's and she's not that far yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did say a while ago, she goes, you know, asked why I picked Tracy. And and the reason I did, it was, I had a friend in high school that was pretty good looking by that name. And, and I was, when I was reading in college... You know, it said most cross-dressers pick a female name, and so I picked that, and she goes, well, I think Trixie would sound better. Oh, okay. Like, well, I don't, yeah. And I go, I don't I don't care what you call me, just call me a female name. So, you know, once in a while, she'll, she'll even call me Trixie. Mm-hmm. Because she likes that better than Tracy, so that's, um, so that's a little, I guess, move in the right direction, and then... Um, yeah, I mean, we haven't really sat down and had a heart-to-heart about it. But she knows that it's something that interests me. And, of course, there's all the financial part of it, too, that, you know, and I'm, and that is my occupation as bookkeeper, so I look at that all right, you know. pretty, clo- yeah. pretty closely. And it's like, well, we got a lot of other things on the docket right? to spend, spend on a transition and, so I, it's like I don't need it right now, mm-hmm. you know. But as long as I can dress up, and you know my my underwear drawer is also my panty drawer, and my socks drawer is also my pantyhose drawer, and as long as they're mix and match, it's kind of what's getting me by right now. Let me ask you this: Do your kids know? Yes, I have two daughters, thirteen and eight. Mm-hmm. And we have not told them yet. Um, we probably will eventually. Um, they're very much in tune to the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've raised them as such. And, you know, and even my oldest daughter just goes, you know, is it okay if I'm an ally? And it's like, absolutely. And, and so wait, do they do they know that you're bi or cross-dressed or any of that stuff? They don't. And we right. haven't outright told them, but yeah. I think my oldest daughter has a hunch. Uh-huh. Because she's put laundry away in my drawer. Right. And I'm all but certain, you know, she's seen my drawer of what's in there, which is pantyhose and panties, of course, so it's... So it's, um, yes, like, like any other child, I mean, you're in your parents' drawer for this or that reason, and, and you usually find something that you shouldn't be seeing. Right, but she's never seen and, you dressed up or anything. Right. And, and like I said, I would say maybe in the next six months, maybe sooner, that, yeah, we're probably just going to outright tell her. Because she'll be old enough, you feel like maybe is that why you're you're figuring now would be the right time? Yeah, I think she'd be open to it, and just kind of the fact I I want to dress up a little bit in front of them, mm-hmm. you know, so I just don't have to wait till they go to bed and dress up then. And it's like if they see me in a female pajamas or or in a dress or whatever the case may be, you know, it doesn't freak them out. 
Now, how far when you dress up? I know, I know you do that when you're with your wife and intimately and stuff like that. But do you ever go out in your neighborhood or when you guys are on vacation? I mean, how far do you take the cross dressing? I mean, have do you go out in public as Tracy? Yes, I do. Um, I have. You know, we're within about a half hour of our bigger city that you know has a gay bar. Mm-hmm. And. And I, when I, and yes, I do dress up fully as a female. So wear the makeup, wear the wig, um, you know, dress or skirts and heels, and and you know, I, I love putting on makeup. Um, just get fully female persona, mm-hmm. and, and then yes, going out in public. You know, I I live in a smaller town, so I don't go out in public there. Uh, but when I well when I go out to the bigger city, then yes, um, get dressed up all the way, and and that's one thing that you know we I've done I've done that with a couple of friends. Uh, my wife and I still need to do that together. Um, I sh- and maybe I should t- tell this story. Yeah. To, to how good she is. Um, so we went on our honeymoon, and we. Um, you know, so she knew about it, of course, about everything. And so what do you want to do? And, of course, dressed up in the hotel room several times. And then we um, went to Hooters twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were dressed up or no? Didn't dress up. Okay. So, but, of course, wanted to look at the, the legs. Yeah, yeah. Down. Uh-huh. They're so known for and that. Then, um, and then we went to a gay bar there and uh, went to a drag show, but um, she said the uh, pot smoke was making her high, so we didn't we didn't <laughs> stay too long. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we went to the uh, sex store down the street, too, and shopped in there. Didn't buy anything, but just kind of looked around. So it's like, uh, how many girls are going to do that in their honeymoon? Yeah, that's fun. She's fun. Yeah. So that was, um, so no, it's, uh, yeah, been a couple of years since I have fully, you know, gone out dressed. And so I hope to do that again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do I pass well or not? You know, yes, no, not really, but, um. But I, you know, do the best I can and and hopefully get a little better at makeup. As I, I wish I was really good right now, but. Does she ever you know, help you? Can find some, does she help me? Mm-hmm. Not usually because she does a lot herself. Yeah. Um, she's kind of, I. she's more the tomboy, I'm the tom girl, I guess. Yeah, I was going to ask you this, this too, because as far as transitioning, right, I mean, you know, let's take her uh, feelings into consideration, right? Or what she's into and stuff. I mean, does she have any kind of tendencies t- towards women herself? Because how would she feel about being married to Tracy as opposed to, you know, you as a, as a man? I mean, would she be okay with that? Yeah, that's kind of, uh, I suppose, the $64 question. Uh, yeah. 
Right. Because she's never given an indication. You know, I've asked her point blank, are you interested in women? She yeah. goes, no. I, she goes, I don't even like being friends with them. Yeah. You know, I like being friends with men. Yeah. And, um, and I, you know, I think at some point I might have her talked into or at least, you know, you want to try being with a woman, go ahead. Or, you know, I ain't going to yeah. stop you. And, but, um, you know, that, no, that's something that would definitely have to be worked out or talked about. But she does um, have sex with you as Tracy, right? The what? She has sex with you as Tracy. Right? Like, she has sex with Tracy a lot, right? Yes. Okay. And, like, when you're Tracy, do you have fake boobs in? Like, I mean, you're dressed up with makeup. I mean, so on some level, she must enjoy that, right? Because she is... You have this persona, uh, like a female persona, right? And she's having sex with you at that time. Right. Um, yeah, I don't usually wear the um, kind of boobs things I have, you uh-huh. know, from Victoria's Secret, you know, put in the bra. And, yeah. But but I, I do have them. Um, yeah, usually when I, I guess I'll... When we're having sex, you know, I'm usually in bra, panties, and pantyhose. Right. Is what is what I'm wearing, and um, she's, uh, you know, usually got her pajama top on. You know, she takes that off, and obviously, and so yeah. So in that way, yeah, she's you can say she's having sex with Tracy, and right. So it's because um, you hear all the things now. I guess the main word is pansexual. Right. Where people aren't interested in the gender, they're interested in the person. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've just learned about in the last five years. And and maybe that's something that everyone needs to look into more. Just worry about the person and not worry about the parts they have. And Right. And if you click with them intellectually and emotionally and so forth, then that's the right person for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of regardless of what gender I may be or end up being, you know, I hopefully that my wife will stay with me. And and it's kind of one of those, I guess, if she doesn't, I wouldn't hold it against her. Mm-hmm. But you would know, she, she hold said, it you know, against I, you? Like, what would happen? I mean, and that's, you know, that that will happen when you start to have those conversations because like you said, right, maybe right now is not when you're going to, you're not transitioning in the next six months, right? But, you know, two right. years from now, if that's the, the case, like, you know, it's she's going to, it's going to, like, is that what she's going to want? Like, who knows, right? It, absolutely, yeah. That might change that she wants a straight guy and that's it. And right. It's like, well, and she knows I'm not that. Right. But or she knows she that now, right? And, or, right. Yeah, that uh, yeah. I'm not a straight guy. I'm not even really a guy, and oh, like, right. and she's still here. And she might, yeah, a couple of years might say, you know what? Let me try a a female, you know, a cis female. And it's like, okay. And I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm with cis guys too, and you know, it might be more open than it is now, or you know, don't have to sneak around, I guess, or. Yeah, and listen, if you transition, it would have to, you'd really have to, you would come out to everybody, right? Her family, your family, your friends, her friends, everybody. Right, and you know, and yeah, and that's always a scary part for me and a scary part for anybody. Mm-hmm, for sure. Is that 
because you're probably going to lose friends in the process. You know, you probably gain friends too, but yeah. you're certainly going to lose people that um, have been friends for a long time and can't handle it or don't understand it for whatever reason. Yeah, it would make so more sense that at some part point in your story, right, that the book of you, right, that there's going to be that chapter that you are going to do that. I mean, this was, you know, at 12 years old, you were the person who told your mom that you wanted to dress up. I mean, you've always been sort of who you are, right? Like I said, you make no apology. It's kind of like I'm going to wear pantyhose when I fuck you so you could either take it or leave it. So I would I would say there's no way you die on your deathbed one day without, ha- you know, honoring that part of you that wants to transition at some point. Right. I mean, I just look back at it, you know, my entire you know, junior high, high school, college, to adulthood and yeah i mean it's i've tried to hide it and sequester it for so long and you know when i started coming out in my 20s that felt pretty good so most of my high school friends know i cross-dressed they don't know the all the specifics or the particulars mm-hmm. but at least you know and i really haven't lost any friends over that and most haven't ever seen me dressed up, but you know, I figure at least that's a huge step there. Yeah, for sure. That they know that they know that, and yeah, I'm just tired of yeah living in this little box because my male self it it feels like I'm faking it when I'm out there like that. Yeah, that's interesting, right? And that's how you know, right? That must be probably very relatable to other people like you, right? You're putting that, how yeah. people feel into words. That's what it feels like. Yep. It's just um, because, you know, I'm not out at work, but and if I came out, it wouldn't be a big deal. But there's certain topics they've talked about, and I've given my opinion that, I'm sure they've kind of did a double take, but it's like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to hide who I am, you know, hide my opinion just because. So, How did you feel so about Caitlyn Jenner? I mean, that must have been a big, a great thing for somebody like you, right? When he came out or she came out because like how amazing this was like an Olympic athlete. I mean, you don't get any male you know, more male than that, right? And then this guy comes out and is like, oh, no, I'm a female, and I'm going to transition, and now I'm Caitlin. I mean, that's, like, pretty incredible. Yeah, that's pretty unique in itself. Uh-huh. Um, that So it's kind of somebody with, yeah, a major celebrity that you can see, and, and then just, you know, I haven't read her book or anything, or but it's... Um, yeah, it's pretty huge, I think, for people to see that. And yeah, it gets a conversation you know, I, going. Right. Yeah, it definitely gets a conversation going and kind of hearing that, you know, she dressed up all those years being in, in the Olympics, being um, actor, whatever, and then finally just you, in your head you just snap. It's just like enough. I got to transition. Right, and that's where you're coming to that. I mean, if if you yeah. were, if you could write the story for yourself, like when would that happen for you? Like, let's take the money problems, issues, or what you know, or whatever. It would it be a year from now? Would it be five years from now? Would it be ten years from now? Two months? Yeah, it's probably about five to ten years. Mm-hmm. 
I think, um, to where that may officially transition. Um, like I'm, I'm dressing up more now than I ever have. Right. You know, so like when I get home from work, take off my clothes, put on panties and pantyhose, and I'm in them the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. And usually sleep in them too. And, and then of course, hate taking them off in the morning, but I do. And at some point probably wear them under my jeans to work just so I have that feeling there, I guess. Right. It's, it's interesting that your kids have never seen if you, like if you're dressed up that many hours of the day, right? I mean, the minute you come home, how do they not see you dressed up? Yeah, because I just put them on underneath my, you know, I just go to the bedroom and of course my wife knows what I'm doing and, you know, just take my jeans off. So it's like underneath sweats or something. Right. Right. So they don't see it. And then, uh, yeah, (laughs) I just trying to think of, um, another good story too, that, um, you got this one high school friend that I came out to about 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, or she was cool with everything, and I told her that I would sneak her clothes in pantyhose and panties and so forth when we'd party out at her house. Oh my God! What did she say? <laughs> oh, she, she laughed at it. She she loved it, and yeah, and actually, she's helped me dress up a couple times too. Um, in fact, one Halloween we went out. Um, she called me out just out of the blue and said, "Hey, get out here! I'm gonna dress you up. We're going out." It's like okay. And so she, uh, yeah, so we got all decked out and went out and, and, um, yeah, she's been one high school classmate that's, I've done that with. And then I actually had another one that I actually came out to, to her. She's one of the first people I came out to and the year after we graduated mm-hmm. and she's still pretty good friends. We're still pretty good friends to this day. And, and, um, obviously very accepting herself and so it's like they know and now I've told a few more of my male classmates and and it's just like not only should I tell a few more but it's like I'm getting to the point probably need to go to a class reunion all dressed up wow wow ballsy would that be yeah and just say here I am what about that guy that you used to fool around with do you still keep in touch with him um, no, he passed away in about seven years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. He actually committed suicide. Oh, no. Really? Uh, did, were you friends with him he, up until that point or did you guys lose touch? Uh, yeah, we kind of drifted apart. Um, he kind of actually was messing around with a woman that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of snapped and said, no, I'm done. And Right. And, and then we kind of got back to get, you know, his friends a little bit, but it was never the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got busy with his life. I got busy with mine. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, he took his own life. And, um, so yeah, it's, uh, but I guess that, yeah, 12, 14 years that we did and, and we were, we were really close friends and, um, you know, and then just life changed and then 
Yeah, but that was a, and, yeah, that was a long time that you guys were together. But you've never hooked up with yeah. anyone else in high school. You know, no, I haven't. Not because um, none of the other friends that you know I know are bisexual, or um, and then no, nobody else from high school or from from my hometown. I guess it's always been just other. Um, people I've met online, you mm-hmm. know, close by. And actually, I, I got to do that one good story, or another one. Yeah. Um, this is about 15 years ago. My my classmate, female classmate, she had moved back with her uh, family because her husband had come out as gay and had a couple kids, so she moved back in with them for a while, and and lo and behold, chatting online, I meet him. Her husband? By ch- the, the ex-husband, yeah. Yeah, okay. By, by chance. And so it's like, you you know Heather? And I go, yeah, I, you know, it's my classmate. Well, it's my ex-wife. And, and found out hey, he lived in another town close by. And it's like, want to hook up? Oh, absolutely. And, um probably one of the best times I've ever had with a guy. Oh my God. Tell me that last story. Yeah. I mean, so, so my classmate and me have been with the same guy. Yeah. That's crazy. You never told her, right? No, I've never told her. She, you're still friends with her to this day. Yeah. I mean, I saw her uh, probably about five years ago. Now, how many times were you with her ex-husband? Just the one time. Uh Um, And then we we saw each other a couple times after that, but didn't hook up. But that uh, one time where, you know, wore pantyhose with me, uh, we got each other off. We um, just kind of cuddled. I mean, and I wish it would have happened a lot more. Right, because it was you know, that great, did. right? Like you said. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. God, God, it was awesome. What it was, was so awesome it, w- about it with him? Like, one of the why? Why was it one of the best nights? Um, certainly because he was into the pantyhose too. Um, just kissing him, um, sucking each other off. I mean, just just one of those that he got it. Right, and maybe there was I mean, extra chemistry there. I mean, you know, it's a, that's kind of the way it works, right? Just chemistry sometimes, right? right? Yeah, the, yeah, the chemistry was certainly there, mm-hmm. probably more so with the other, any other guy, you know, besides my high school friend. Mm-hmm. And that's and and I was still kind of going through in my mind, okay, am I gay? Right. You know, or am I just bisexual? Because this meeting up with him that was about six months before I met my wife. Okay. So I was, you know, so I was still single and um, kind of going through my head and, you know, am I gay? Am I, knowing I'm bi, of course, but, you know, I, at that point I really thought I was probably going to hook up with a guy, mm-hmm. you know, and then I, you know, then I met my now wife about six months later and, um, you know, and I kind of remember the day that I told her, you know, I told her about cross-dressing right away, first date. Um, the bisexuality probably about the third date and almost feeling a little guilty about that mm-hmm. where the cross-dressing, I was just bouncing off the walls. Hey, this is what I do here. I, you know, 
if you want to go out with me, I am going to dress up. And and then the bisexual, being with guys, I was a little more guilty about, felt a little more guilty even, you know, where I should have been just more straight out and saying, you know, I like it and probably going to continue to do it. Right. Rather than say, I'll stop it, you know, because that's a hard thing to do, not be your true self. Yeah, totally. And you were kind of, I mean, it's like, you know, you were so honest enough to sort of cop to that, right? But I get that you would hold that part back, right? And I mean, like I said, it took balls to even admit that you were to begin with, you know? Right, because I... um you know, I'm not one of those that can just fall off a log and get a date. Hey. You know, I, I've never, yeah, I've never been that good. So, you know, I was, you know, not that I didn't try. You know, I yeah. always had dates for prom and so forth. And, but, you know, just never really had a girlfriend in high school or college mm-hmm. or boyfriend for that matter. But, um, so, cause, yeah, because as a guy, I'm pretty much an introvert. Right. Where when I am out as Tracy, it's I'm a little more of an extrovert. Right. When you're Tracy. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting that it changes, right? Yeah, absolutely. I just I don't. I just feel a lot better about myself, and well, because that is yourself. Yeah. It's probably because it's yeah. like you said. You feel like you're. Being phony. I, I, I have a part of myself that I feel like is phony, but it's not like, oh, it's a male part of me. It's like um, another part of my personality, right? When I'm around, like, my family, they did, didn't really accept me when I was younger. So if I'm with, at big functions, like, I feel like I really have to push the real self down and be somebody else, you know, and I don't know how to fully be myself. And that feeling, it just, it's very uncomfortable, right? It's like a family functions for me because of that feels so uncomfortable, you know, so I could only imagine that it has that kind of feel to it, right? And when you're able to be yourself and just like, it's just, it's like freedom. It's like air. It feels so much different than that heaviness you feel when you're really pushing yourself down or not able to just be open, right? There's a, there's a block of energy and that feeling is very different to when you don't have that block of energy, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, in fact, I was with family last weekend mm-hmm. and you described it absolutely to a T right. to where you have to put on this other facade that you're this straight male you know, here I am with uh, siblings and nephews and nieces and so forth, and and here I am, and it's, you know, I'm the polar opposite of that. Right, you don't feel and like I, you're being yourself. Uh, yeah. You're not and being yourself. Um, <laughs> no, not being myself at all, and then it's like when I get home, when I get home from those type of family functions, I usually dress up right away. Yeah, I always feel like, because my family's in New Jersey and I'm in New York City. And like, to me, the minute I, I used to always say like the minute I got over the bridge or through the tunnel and I'm back in New York, I felt like I could breathe. Like, because it just feels, I just feel like I'm home, you know, whereas when I go over there, it's just this other place you know and I and I think it's important for people to the reason why I bring that up is that so people could really relate to you even if they're not it's not like when I go to my family says I'm hiding the fact that I'm a transgender it's just a I'm hiding a big part of myself which is the personality that they don't really accept so it's like if whatever that is you know and I think a lot of people could relate to it because in my situation right but it's the same way somebody like you feel right that's how it feels 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, no doubt. And that's kind of what I do chatting online. I mean, it's, I have friends across the country, both male and female mm-hmm. that were literally ourselves with each other. And then they have their white picket fence and spouse and kids and that really the neighbors don't know that other side of them. Yeah. Those are the people on my and, show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your show. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and then when you talk to them online or whatever and yeah, come on your show and then obviously, you know, let the, let, let it all down, let their hair down literally and pull the shades and here's our true selves. And it feels a lot better than, than being drab cells, I guess, but you're not yourself. Freaky, yeah. Yeah. Not yourself at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great. And listen, you're more of yourself than most people, right? So I think you're an inspiration. Your story's inspirational. I mean, I really like your story. I have a feeling I might air it on my regular channel because I feel like it's much bigger than just a pantyhose fetish story. And I think that the whole transgender and cross-dressing thing, I think it's important to get that voice out there. And I haven't had that on a lot. So I think I'm going to have this on my regular channel. I don't know when it's going to okay. air. I have tons, uh, you know, already aired. Uh, I mean, already uh, taped, but I'm going to p- p- sprinkle this in with my regular one, I think, because it it has that transgender thing going on. And I think that that's, you know, a good topic to get out there because it's very mainstream. It's becoming more mainstream, you know, so I'm going to, we're going to wrap it up now, but I'm probably going to hold this for my regular channel. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. And, um, and then like you say, if we're able to still do a, Oh yeah. Lunch thing next week is, I can add a little more. I got a few more stories I do want to share. And well, and what we'll kinda, do with that, okay? That's what I'm going to do with that. You're going to share those other stories, and I'm going to air that on Patreon, so people will could listen to your part two on Patreon. That's what we're going to do. How about that? Okay, sure. And you know, that'd probably be more pantyhose related. And yeah, that's perfect. Let's so get for, deeper into that, and we could get and I'll air that on my um, pantyhose page. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, when if people want to hear that, they could go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast, hear your part two. Um, by the time this airs, I'll have that. Um, I'm going to air that one, that part two up there now, but me and you will set up a time, follow that same link, set up a time to talk. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, absolutely. No, this is a lot of fun. It's um, just appreciate what you do, getting, letting us call in and let, letting us get our story out there because it's, I think it's really important and, you know, hearing the sides of everything because everyone has, like you say, their freaky side and, and we, we need to share it out there that, you know, you're not, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. You're not alone. I can't tell you how many times I get emails from people and comments on YouTube and in private emails, you know, of just people saying, thank you so much for your show. Cause it makes me feel you know, like I'm not alone, you know, and, and stuff like that. And I really started my podcast cause I like to help people and my show does help people. And that's what I love about it. And I always tell people like, you can look at my titles of my show and they're kind of salacious. Right. And that gets draws people in. Right. But it's not a dirty sex mm-hmm. show. This is, you know, I, I don't like these terms that people use sex positive, whatever, but this is like, like a, this is a place where people really get to let, like I say, let their freak flag fly and it does help people. And that's the point of it. And that's what I, that's why I love doing my show. That's why I continue to do it. That's why I love talking to people like you. I feel like there's always something new in an episode that other people could relate to. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And we're going to talk again. I'm going to get a little bit more. 
and well, I'll air that on my Patreon. Okay. All right. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks so much for calling in. Yep. You bet. Have a good day. You too. Bye. 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 Everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.